Welcome to Room 109. Welcome back to the Room 109 podcast. I'm Dante Grisenzo and joined here by my co-host as always, Julian Rocha. Julian, how are we doing today? Doing lovely. Gonna enjoy the weather later on because it's nice and sunny out. Oh, it's sunny down here in New Jersey as well, and we have such a nice little sleep. Before we get into that, there was something I forgot to tell you when we were planning this episode, Julian. Oh, what is that? And we got some complaints about oh. our show. And oh, that no. leads us into our first little quick mini segment of Complaint Corner. Now, in Complaint Corner, we can usually complain, but we have some audience complaints. And I want to address those here and now. Our first complaint comes from Rachel. And she says, your show is too long. Please shorten or I will stop listening. Well, Rachel, we actually kind of agree with that. We put out an episode. Episode four was an hour and 15 minutes, I believe, right? Yeah. I think that I was, think so. yeah, that was that long. So I looked at the analytics and I saw that listener retention basically at the halfway point shot down to basically zero. So I think we will start making our episode shorter. So Rachel, do not be mad. And our other complaint that struck me was from a bunch of people a bunch of different people and they say your sex appeal on the show is downright atrocious well when i read that i understand where they're coming from and that means effective immediately i will be resigning from the show i know i'm just so unattractive and julian is just the walking epitome of the masculine ideal i'm used to hearing that yeah. <laughs> so. all right tell us something we don't know already yeah, so you will have to find a new co-host. This will actually be my final episode. Well, it was nice having you on the show. Yeah, it was. That's it for this edition of Complaint Corner. Hopefully, maybe I'll come back on the show one day if I'm deemed able to. <laughs> Let's move into the slate. First thing we wanted to do was we wanted to have our first ever discussion. And with discussions... We just talk about pretty much anything, and the topic of today is, I'm sure many of you have heard of this, the 16 personalities test. This test that was developed online, and you figure out what personality you have based on a bunch of different criteria, and it groups you based on certain categories. And Julie and I were going to talk about that, maybe see if they were accurate, maybe discuss the merits of the test. But I've gone on blabbering enough. Uh, Julian, you can go first. What personality type do you have? So I am an INFP-A, and the INFP part of my type basically means that uh, I'm quiet or shy, but I have a vibrant and passionate inner life. And some of the things that people like me value are authenticity, empathy, and harmony, and that we're curious about the depths of human nature. And like on what the website- type, What type is it? What's the name of it? Oh, sorry. Um, the mediator. Ah, gotcha. And then more specifically, the A at the end, um, let's see, that means that I'm assertive and um, I don't like, um, when I make a mistake, I don't, I'm not too hard on myself. I'm not outwardly emotional. And so, I mean, I think my results speak pretty truthfully. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. I, and I definitely, so for those of you who haven't taken the test, which you definitely should, it's at 16personalities.com. There are four basic archetypes, the analysts, the diplomats, which Julian finds himself in, the sentinels and the explorers. And like Julian said, the letters determine uh, personality type you fall into. 
and I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty accurate. You know, you're, you're quiet, you're kind, and you, you're very mellow and soft-spoken. So I think that really is pretty accurate. What about some weaknesses of your personality? Because uh, when you get it, it gives you a whole, like to everybody, this gives you a whole page of like strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, workplace relationships, et cetera. So it's really like a whole summary of who you basically are if you didn't take the test incorrectly. Um, so the first one that's listed on the website is that I'm overly idealistic and people like me, um, we, we're set up for disappointment when our, we don't reach our dreams, um, which, yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, we're emotionally driven. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't. I feel like I, I don't let my emotions really guide my life that much. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a practical person. Um, but the thing that I agree with the most about the weaknesses is that, that we're conflict averse. And that's totally me. Like, I hate, you know, like beefing with people, or just really arguing. I don't know. It's just not my, not my thing. Mm-hmm. And also, lastly, it says that we're difficult to get to know, that we're private and reserved, which, yeah, I mean, I know myself pretty well, at least I think I do. And I definitely am a pretty reserved person. I had to interrogate you when we met to like get a semblance of who you were. So I can agree with that. Good thing I did get to know you. So yeah, so I mean, that's, I'd say that's like right spot on basically aside from the emotionally driven part because you are pretty driven by head over heart, I'd say. Mm. So for me, I am one of, I am in the analyst group and I am the architect. I-N-T-J dash T. So unlike Julian, I'm turbulent and I'm the architect. So the architect, it's, it's one of the rarest types. It's actually, I think it's the third or second rarest behind only the advocate. The architects are rational, quick-witted. They may struggle to find people who keep up with their nonstop analysis of everything, just reading off the page. I'll get into some strength and weaknesses. Rational, very rational, um, well-informed extremely independent, determined, curious, and versatile. And I'd say that I pretty much fall into these. What do you think? Definitely. Yeah. Cause you're, you're always like working on something different. Like whenever you know, I look over in the dorm and you've got a different project that you're working on. Yeah. So or you always have a video game. Yeah. That too. Yeah. I mean, that's a project. It is a project. Itself. Of course. Yeah. Weaknesses. Um, arrogant. Yep. Definitely. Dismissive of emotions. Definitely. Overly critical. Yeah, especially when it comes to myself. Combative, yeah. And romantically, this is the romantically clueless. Get out your laughs now, because that one's probably the most true of all. Um, I feel like this is pretty much spot on. I'm very, I'm very analytical. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm robotic, but I'm so, I'm, I usually get lost in whatever I'm doing, and that opens up the weaknesses of being overly critical, combative, arrogant, dismissive emotions, and romantically clueless. And this is a cool, it's cool that this is rare, and you know, I, I enjoy the strengths, but I got to work on those weaknesses. But oh, oh, and there's another cool feature who are you like in your because it says like who, what other people share your type? Who is like you? Uh... Let me check. J.R.R. Tolkien, Shakespeare, Alicia Keys, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Johnny Depp. 
um, all sorts of people. Anne from Anne of Green Gables. Mm. I don't know if that rings a bell. It doesn't to me. It does. I know what that's from. What about you? Um, some of these honestly scare me. I'm like Nietzsche. Michelle Obama, cool. Elon Musk, cool. Christopher Nolan, cool. Fun fact, I had a, I had a friend in middle school named Christopher Nolan, and we always joked. We're like, yo, when's the new Batman movie coming out? Vladimir Putin. That's why I said somebody scared me. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Danny Impression Incoming. You've been terminated. Colin Powell. Samantha Power. Walter White. Peter Baelish from Game of Thrones. Twin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Yennefer of Vengerberg, The Witcher. And Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Professor Morarity from Sherlock Holmes. Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games. I was actually the first kid in my elementary school to finish The Hunger Games books. So I just I, so I love those books. I know. The movie was on. I was I was watching it earlier. Mm-hmm. But because I finished them so early, I couldn't help but spoil them for everybody else cuz yeah, I was that kid unfortunately. Good thing I've grown up a little bit. Uh 7 of 9 from Star Trek and this probably my cool my favorite one, Gatsby from The Great Gatsby. Love that book. But yeah, those are those are pretty cool. Um do you want um you know, these give you really in-depth things, and we're not going to go into them here. You can always go online and check out our personality types and yours. I, I, I strongly suggest you should take the test, right? Yeah. My favorite part about this is that it has so many different types. So when you get your type, it's really specific because with some of these other quizzes, it's just, it's so vague that you could say this about anybody, but I feel like the way that the questions are structured, it really gets to characterize you exactly so that is us i am the architect julian is the mediator i think those are pretty accurate and they may seem very different but the good thing is that the thing i like about our dynamic and i've told julian this before is that our the fact that we have so many differences makes our friendship so unique because it's a nice clash of personalities 100 We are moving on to another review. And this is Julian's review of a book he's been reading. Julian, take it away. All right. So there's this book I've been reading. I started reading it um, back like before the semester started. And then once I moved into school, I kind of like stopped reading altogether. But anyways, the book is called Lies My Teacher Told Me, Everything Your American History Textbook Got Wrong by James W. Lowen. And so... Basically, it, um, it criticizes the American education system for basically whitewashing and hiding the true nature of American history, specifically with racism and colonialism and all that stuff. And it really like, stands out to me because growing up in Virginia, um, like growing up, our history lessons glorified the Confederacy and segregationists. Like I remember uh, reading in the textbook that Robert E. Lee didn't want to fight for the Confederacy. He just wanted to like save his family or something like that. Um, And the local highway nearby called Route 7, it's named after Harry Bird, who is a rampant segregationist. Um, And and I ran cross country in high school and I ran against schools called like Stonewall Jackson, Robert E. Lee High Schools. Um, And so it was a nice change of focus because 
I got to learn a lot about um, about you know the past couple hundred years of American history from the perspective of from more of a neutral perspective, um, and something in particular, uh, famous Virginian Woodrow Wilson, in schools. I'm assuming like you you probably learned about him the same way in school is that he was um, a champion of peace, but in reality, he was huge racist, a total imperialist and overall just not a good guy. And, um, but the overall focus of the book is that it hides the truly vile nature of colonists. And it depicts the Native Americans and other marginalized groups as uncivilized, even though they have incredible contributions to agriculture, um, architecture and American culture as a whole. And so I'd recommend it for anyone that wants to learn more about history, even if you're not a total history buff, it's just good to be aware of the land that you're living on and how it got to the place it's at today. Oh, I think, you know, it's very important to be well-informed, you know, it's so, especially with many, many of our peers, Julian, going into politics, you know, being well-informed about everything and, you know, history, if you don't learn it, you're doomed to repeat it. I think Absolutely. it's a great, I honestly should pick up that book once I finish what I'm reading. I'm reading, um, well, I'm a total nerd, nerd alert, but I'm reading um, St. Augustine's Confessions. We had to read it for, we had to read bits of it for school, but I'm actually reading the whole thing. I can see Julian smiling on the Zoom because he didn't, I'm guessing he didn't was, like it. No, it's not a fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this stuff at least, but I will definitely pick that up because it's, it sounds really interesting. Like, did you like? I'm sure it mentioned like Woodrow Wilson, for example. He segregated the federal government. No, they the federal government was desegregated until he took office, and that's one of those things that you don't really hear about. All you hear about Wilson is oh, the 14 points, blah blah blah, League of Nations, blah blah blah. Right. But you don't hear about that stuff. And mm -hmm. the reason why I know so much about Woodrow Wilson was because he was the governor of New Jersey my home state and i think he was the president of princeton so the guy's got his dirty little fingers in what julian calls the armpit of america yep. so great but great book it sounds like definitely give it a read like julian said and we have one more segment to go i know short wow we want to try and adjust the format see if a, a shorter episode will be more fluid but we have a good way to end this one and it's another story time and it's a joint story time now i'm sure many of you have seen the cover arts of our episodes it's two it's our heads with our names underneath it and the tech logo font and the episode name etc but people really don't know there's actually a story behind those two heads. The, they come from one picture that was taken when we were early in our freshman year of college, first semester. And I see Julian smile because it was very, very unfortunate for him. So, okay, why don't you set the scene? Set the scene. All right, so, um, so we both go to Hofstra University, as you all know. And there's a seafood restaurant called Ben's Crab. Ben's Crabs, um, baby. It's, it's like basically right like next to the to the campus. Um, and so, you know, whenever we'd go to Target or like just like yeah, whenever we'd go to Target like on an Uber, you know, we'd see this 
restaurant right next to campus. And I was always wondering, like, what is this place? We should check it out. And so we decided to go there with a couple of our friends. Um, and uh, it was very, very um, unpleasant for me, at least. Yeah, but not for the reason you might think. The food was excellent. Food was great. But what happened was Julian and I both ordered shrimp. I ordered shrimp with heads on. I usually eat them without the heads. I decided to give the heads a try, and I did like it. Julian ordered with them with the heads off. So what sauce did you order? I ordered, I think, lemon pepper. Yes, lemon pepper. And what did I order? I kind of forget. It was like garlic butter. Garlic butter. And there, you'll see why I forgot in a second. So we order. They bring us these bibs that we put on. And we're like, oh, cool. They bring us a bucket. And then the, sh the shrimp come in like pound heavy bags. And they give us gloves. And the, the packets, the gloves came in. No, that wasn't the gloves. That was the wipes, right? Yeah. The, the, the packets the wipes came in, swear to God, they look like condoms. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still attached to each other. So I could hold them up like, you know, the, like the accordion, like condom thing that people do. Like yeah. I was just holding them up. I was like, ooh, I have protection. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of PPE, but we put on the gloves. Yeah. I get my shrimp with the heads. He gets his shrimp without the heads. What did they do to your shrimp, man? You got to say it. They gave me the garlic butter sauce and they gave you the lemon pepper. And the garlic butter sauce was just, it was so creamy and heavy. It didn't even taste like, it didn't even taste like anything like fresh. Um, and meanwhile, and meanwhile, the lemon pepper sauce was delectable. It was, it was amazing. It was so good that when we went back there one time, I got it again because it was so amazing. But we couldn't just switch because he didn't want the heads. So he had to suffer through eating shrimp he didn't want. And I just was like, I was just there like, oh, this is so good. And the funny thing was, I just ordered garlic butter sauce on a whim. Like, I didn't really know that it would be so bad. I was like, mm, I like garlic and I like butter. So like, how bad could it be? Meanwhile, I didn't know that pepper would be so good. And, you know, according to Julian, I didn't know garlic pepper would be so bad. So that's why he has a permanent aversion to Ben's crabs. There's actually another reason why. I don't remember if this is the first time or the second time it went. Um, I got pooped on by a bird. Wait, you did? Yeah. yeah no, I like think right it was the, the second time. Okay, yeah. yeah it was, it would Because it yeah. would we would have been like making fun of you relentlessly if it was the first yeah. time. Yeah, because I remember the first time we did see like the flock of birds that always circles around campus. And I was like, haha, that, that sucks. I got pooped on and went back again. And then I did get pooped on. Um, in case you guys don't know, it's a common occurrence for me. I got pooped on, I think, four or five times within the first month of being at school. And before that, I'd never gotten pooped on by a bird, ever. Um, so my fear of birds is quite rational, I'd yep. say. Ornithophobia. Um, that was quite the dinner. And I always, felt, I always felt bad, but at the same time, man, that shrimp was good. When we go back in the spring, hopefully if we do, we'll get you that um, lemon pepper shrimp and you okay. can finally taste how good it is. Maybe Looking I'll, I'll get that. garlic butter so I can endure how bad yours was. <laughs> maybe it just tasted bad because it wasn't what I ordered. I don't know. Mm, maybe. But 
that the the heads on our episode art come from a picture we took before eating the shrimp where we both had the bibs on and we have the gloves on and we're shaking hands and it was the pre-shrimp handshake um that was just like if you talk about like one of the most dynamic amazing photos of 2020 that's right there on top and the like all the PPE, that was that was useful because the food was messy. It was like oh, a yeah, it was. It was basically one of those crawfish boils that you see where they dump it on the table, except it was all in one bag. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't want to reach into there with my bare hands. So of course not. I'm happy that they provided us with that. Like I'm not I'm not trying to bash the restaurant. It's just my individual experience, and I'd I'd be willing to go back at some point. Yeah, no, Ben's crabs is great. Um, Good service. Great excellent service, service honestly service. except for when they mess up your order but it happens it happens they're human they're only human um but that's the story great story very funny um if only you got pooped on by the bird the first time then it'd be even crazier but good thing good thing fate decided to separate your sufferings it would be too much to bear in one trip uh man I'm, it feels like so long ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Let's hope that next time we go, the birds stay south where they've flown their yeah. annual migration. Yeah. Just chill down there. But that's pretty much it for our um, our slate, you know, quick hitter, quick, short little episode. Although this is an exciting announcement, we are having a guest for our next episode, which I believe is on New Year's Day. We have a guest, and it will be our first female guest. So that will be an episode for the ladies. Don't worry. It'll be a great time for everyone. And that's our little announcement. Until then, have a great week. It should be pretty warm out this week. I know it's like 50 up here. Yesterday was was below freezing. Yeah, same down here. Uh, See you next year. Yeah, yeah, I pulled that one out. And, oh, wait, before we go, uh, I have a confession to make, Julian. Oh, what's that? Those complaints at the beginning of the episode, um, I made them up. Of course you did. I did. Well, to be fair, the two of us were a little concerned with episode length. We didn't want to drag on too long, but... The sex appeal thing was just like a funny joke. I thought I would just throw in at the beginning. So I'm not leaving the show. I don't know how our audience feels about that. But anyway, that is my little confession. I don't know if you could tell I was lying, but you heard it from me. Signing off from Room 109, I'm Danny DiCrescenzo. And I'm Julian Rocha. See you next year.